your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, do have a couple things to get to before I get into what the hell happened with the Penguins tonight. First off, um, you know, if there's one episode that you listen to before mine, um, please go listen to Locked On Blackhawks. You know, Jack over there does one hell of a job and his episode on Thursday was it's a hard one but you know he lays out the facts and just puts everything out there I know most of you are probably aware of what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks and you know with everyone resigning just because of you know everything what's been going on with Kyle Beach you know he's basically a hero for coming forward Um, I encourage every one of you to listen to the episode that I retweeted onto my timeline. I'm going to put it on the Locked On Penguins Twitter account as well. You know, he explains it um, a lot better than I could. Um, please go listen to that. And then there was also a discussion, I believe, on the national show a couple days ago with Sarah um, and Jess Belmasto as well. So those are the two places you should go for, I guess, your first listen of the day. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, the Locked On Penguins podcast should be your first listen when all of this is happening right now. And I'm not going to spend a whole episode talking about this just because, you know, I think there are better people that can talk about this than me. You know, I've been quote tweeting, retweeting a whole bunch of stuff regarding Kyle Beach's awesome heroics coming forward. You know, Joel Quenville just resigned. Kevin Sheveldayoff is probably up next, but please go listen to Jack's episode of Locked on Blackhawks. He does a phenomenal job breaking everything down and really just, you know, hammering the organization for all the wrongdoings because it really is disgusting what happened all those years ago. There's no sugarcoating it, that's for sure. So I just wanted to take the first couple minutes of my episode to you know bring that up a little bit and then encourage you all to go um, check out one of my colleagues' episodes for a full breakdown on that. But okay, getting back to what happened tonight, I guess you can just call this being goalied. <laughs> um, yeah, that is the second straight game now where uh, the opposing goal, goaltender that the Penguins have faced is gone. I mean, that literally, that's your episode. Thank you all so much for listening. No, I'm kidding. You know, we have to spend, what, another 20 minutes dissecting this performance. But in all honesty, there really wasn't much else that the Penguins could do. I mean, sure, Casey and Smith probably wanted two of those four goals back, and especially when it was 2-0, that third goal, that can't happen. I think that's a saveable puck. The fourth one, you're letting Milan Lucic come in on you and score a five-hole. That honestly looked like a carbon copy goal from the Islander series where Tristan Jari allowed a a goal. I think it was in game six, and it just there's no reason that puck should be going. It looked like one of the slowest two-on-ones I've ever seen. And, you know, when you have someone like Milan Lucic scoring on you, one, it's not your night, and two, you should just – Stop being a team in the NHL anymore, in all honesty. But yeah, I mean, J- Jacob Markstrom was just sensational. Um, I did not think that he had that in him, considering how bad he was last season. I think his goal, his save percentage was like 905, 906. Goal save to have expected was pretty low. Um, but you know, after the first two periods tonight, um, he had three goals saved above expected. Uh, the Flames expected goals against. If you looked at Money Puck, was um, I think 3.1. He won them that game. You know, going into the third period, I would say Pittsburgh outplayed Calgary for 30 to 35 minutes. 
I definitely didn't like the way Pittsburgh started the game. You know, they were definitely on their heels those first five to six minutes. There was some nice pushback after that. Markstrom was making some great saves. And then the second period when it was one nothing. Calgary, it was all Pittsburgh. You know, you had that five-on-three power play. That that was honestly a, a big turning point in the game. You know, one of the biggest storylines for me, at least. Um, you have the five-on-three for almost a full two minutes. Yes, I understand a lot of the big guns are not on the ice for it. Um, you still need to find a way to score. Um, they had some good chances. I like the puck movement. Um, I don't like all the point shots. Um, that cannot keep happening. Those are low percentage scoring chances. You have to get to the high danger areas and get it to the freaking nets where you can just crash the goal. You know, they were not doing that on the five on three. Again, I like the movement. I don't like the shot choice. That That's not going to work for any team on a five on three. You know, this isn't the freaking Montreal Canadiens over here from the final where they're just launching point bombs. I know the Islanders like to do that same thing as well where they just rely on freaking Anders Lee to tip everything in and that's basically where all of their power play goals come from. That is not that's not how this goes in Pittsburgh. You know, you you get to the high danger areas, you crash the goalie and you see what happens and I did not see that all tonight when it came to the Penguins power play. So, you know, they definitely failed in that regard, but there were also some, again, more amazing saves. The one on Drew O'Connor was just, I don't, I don't even know how he got that paddle across. I mean, that was clearly going in. That was about to be O'Connor's, what, fourth goal of the season. Way out of position, just sticks his stick out and was somehow able to save it. I think in the third period, Jason Zucker, whether it was one nothing or 2 nothing. Markstrom doesn't even know where the puck is, goes off his shoulder, and he was about to clearly go in the net. I'm just like, it's just not your night when you're making saves like that. You know, right when the O'Connor one didn't go in, I'm like, yeah, there's just no way they're winning this game. I've seen this so many times. And the funny thing is, you know, sure, this team has been outscored 9-1 to these last two games, but that is not indicative of how they've played. Um, I will die on the hill. I don't know if you, uh, some of you all will. That this team played pretty freaking good these last two games. I mean, you know, you go to natural stat trick for the last game against Tampa Bay, five on five. It was pretty freaking even scoring chances. I think Tampa Bay had a little bit of an edge. High danger was close to even, but you know, shot attempts basically right on par. And then tonight, it was especially all Pittsburgh at even strength. They had 55% of the shot attempts, 54% of the scoring chances, 10 high danger score. It is not often that a team can get 10 high danger chances for on 45 what how many other shots 41 to 45 shots and does not score i mean that just really does not happen that often that again goes to show how freaking good jacob markstrom was here's another mind-blowing stat I, I knew this was going to be painful to look at if it's going to be painful for me to look at it's going to be painful for you all to listen to penguins expected goals for in this game 2.9 the Flames expected goals for 5v5, 1.91. The Penguins expected goals for 60.3%. The expected goals for for Calgary, 39.6%. Again, this team got goalied. That's what happens. Every team gets goalied more than once during the NHL season. Um, sure, this team got outscored 9-1 to these last couple of games, but it has not been indicative of how they have played. I thought Pittsburgh had better the play for, I would say, 45 of the 60 minutes, maybe even upwards of 50. I, I guess, obviously, they kind of tallied off a little bit in the third period. But even after Calgary made it 2-0, I did notice that Pittsburgh was still pushing. Um, it was really when they made it 3-0. I think Dylan Dube scored that one. 
that I think they kind of left the foot off the gas. And, I mean, that, that's a backbreaker. You know, you're getting all these chances on a goalie who's just playing his ass off. And then to come back and have Casey DeSmith kind of allow a little bit of a howl, howler there, um, definitely not what you want to see. Was also very surprised that he got the start tonight. I was not expecting Sullivan to go to him, um, considering how good Jari has been. But I guess he wanted Tristan to reset his head a little bit and then have him come back for um, Saturday's matchup against the New Jersey Devils. I would have to think Cindy Crosby comes back in that game. I was a little bit surprised that he did not play tonight. Um, and you can just tell that they are badly missing all these players right now. You know, the, the, the magic has kind of run out a little bit. They're three and two and two. Yes, they've gotten a lot of points, but sooner rather than later, you need your top players to come back and, you know, just start willing this team to win. So, you know, they have 35 freaking million of salary cap space out of this lineup right now. You're, you're not going to win a lot of games, you know, with Evan Rodriguez as your top line center. Everyone knows that. Um, Hopefully, Sidney Crosby and Jeff Carter are back for Saturday. It sounds like Carter might be activated tomorrow. He did not have symptoms at all um, during this COVID, during while he had COVID, excuse me. So we could be seeing some much-needed reinforcements coming for the Penguins. But overall, I'm not going to be too worried about it. I don't think any of you all should be either. Sure, it stinks to get shut out. It stinks to not have your chances go in. But sometimes, that's what happens. We, we always say this is the devil's sport for a reason. And on any given night, your goaltender can play like God. That's exactly what Jacob Markstrom did tonight. I tip his hat off to him. He's been really freaking good this year. Here's another stat, actually, for you all. This comes courtesy of Wes Crosby. Um, Markstrom has stopped 102 of his last 103 shots that he has faced. Is that good, everyone? Um, my sources can confirm that that is Really freaking good. I mean, that's a, what, 990-something save percentage. So um, he was on a heater coming into this game, and he continued that heater. I really hope he continues it even more going into that game against the Flyers, I think, on Saturday. I think Philadelphia is on their Western Canada road trip right now. But, yeah, that's all I have to say about the goaltending situation. It stinks when that happens, but, you know, I'm sure the Penguins are going to do it back to someone else this season, and then we're all going to be laughing our butts off. But. Still have a lot more to get to uh, coming up for this episode. We have uh, Jason Zucker because he was fantastic. Um, John Marino, I thought, played well. Um, we're going to touch on some Brian Dumoulin talk, Kasperi Kapanen. Um, before we do that, though, BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. You can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. I right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So um, getting into some of the more underlying numbers from tonight, you know, I, know I wanted to touch on Jason Zucker a little bit. His line with Captain and O'Connor was really good. They were on the ice for 64% of the shot attempts. If you go a little bit further here, um, 0.63 of the expected goals, uh, 0.32 to the expected goals against the expected goals for for them, 66.3, 54% of the scoring chances. They split the high danger. So this was, I think, the best line for Pittsburgh tonight outside of the Gensel-Rodriguez-Heinen line. 
Um, you're, again, you're starting to see Zucker shoot the puck a lot more. That's something that I had been talking a, a lot about in the offseason and to start this season as well. It's really nice to see him playing better. He honestly could have had two goals tonight. He just he was all over the ice, and Markstrom was making a lot of 10-bell saves, as I talked about the last segment. You know, just one of them shrugs off his shoulder, doesn't even see another one. Um, I think he went side to side, makes a save there. Another one I think was on Danton Heinen, and he went side to side as well. I think it was on a two-on-one, and it was just like, oh my goodness, like, get this guy a freaking steak dinner after this game. But in my opinion, I think Zucker was the one who really stood out tonight, and I really have liked his start through the first seven games. Again, touched on Drew O'Connor a little bit. Continues to not look out of place at all. I'm going to keep saying that until he starts to look out of place, but I don't think that's going to happen at this point. He continues to really make a strong push to keep playing, and I think he will. Um, Kasperi Kapanen, um, I will go a little more positive with Kapanen in this game. You know, you all know me. If you if you listen to this podcast for a long time, I tell it how, to, how it is. I don't sugarcoat stuff. I did think Kapanen had a little more juice to his game tonight. He fired a lot of pucks on net. Markstrom was just there as he was for every shooter. Um, had a really nice low-key move. I think this was in the first period. Kind of just walked around one of the Flames defenders. Just did not get enough on the shot. If he's able to get a little more, I think it potentially goes in. Um, he was flying around the rink. Um, every shift he was on there, um, a few of his shots did go a bit wide, which was a bit annoying, but I thought, honestly, this was his best game of the season. I know it's not a high bar to cross, but hopefully this is the start of him putting together some better performances. I really liked his game tonight, at least in my opinion. Jake Gensel, I would like to see him start producing a little more. His line with Rodriguez and Heinen tonight, 60% of the scoring chances for, um, if you go a little more here on natural stat trick, 62% of the expected goals. Actually, almost every Penguin line tonight was really good with the expected goals. Even the Brian Boyle line with Sam Lafferty and Dominic Simone, 67.8% of the expected goals. But you know, the one that I was talking about just now, Gensworth, Rodriguez, and Heinen, um, 62% of the expected goals. And then high danger chances for 4-2. Um, to two. Um, Expected goals for 0.69. The best line with expected goals for was Boyle, Simone, Lafferty, um, 0.1. Oh, 0.81, excuse me, um, expected goals for. Um, but I still would like to see Jake produce a little more. I understand that his top line center is out. I know he is not a product of Sidney Crosby, but he is getting paid a lot of money. I would like to see some of these chances going in a bit more. You know, he really has been a bit more quiet than I thought he would be. Since coming back, I know he had that good game against the Panthers where he tortured Sergei Bobrovsky as he's done his entire career. But I still want to see a bit more from him. I'm not really uh, seeing the normal Jake Gensel. Again, that's probably going to return once it, I think, hopefully comes back on Saturday. But it's definitely been a bit slower of a start than I expected for Jake this uh, year. Um, Heinen, I thought he was good tonight. He had a couple really um, grade-A scoring chances that were saved by Markstrom Rodriguez. He continues to play well. I've really enjoyed watching him lately. Um, he also, again, continues to battle for an every-night roster spot, and he'll be in the lineup You know, if this team ever gets healthy. Obviously, it will be a conversation with that. But I really liked his game tonight as well. Um, the Ashton bluger McGinn line was really the only one that struggled to even strength, which is a bit weird. You know, They were only on the ice for 45% of the scoring chances. Um, not scoring chances, excuse me, shot attempts. Uh, scoring chance-wise, uh, it was, if I go here... 50%, um, high danger, 50%, but expected goals for 44.8% of those. So very uncharacteristically 
I guess, bad night from them, but I think Mike Sullivan was also deploying them in a more defensive manner. They only had 10 minutes and 54 seconds of ice time at 5v5, which was third among the four Penguins lines. So I think he was mainly, again, just deploying them in the defensive zone. And, you know, why wouldn't you? You're two of the best defensive forwards, um, not just on this team, but in the league, in my opinion. Now, here is a topic that I did not expect to be discussing this early in the season. I'm a little bit worried about Brian Dumoulin right now. I understand that Chris Letang is not playing due to COVID. And obviously we hope that he gets better soon with all the health issues that he's had in his career. But even when playing with John Marino, who is a pretty good defenseman in his own right, he has struggled mightily. You know, I'm on natural statric again right now as I'm recording, you know, 5v5. Um, Brian Jumlin, while playing with every player on the ice tonight, you know, you have the scoring chances or shot attempts with, shot attempts without. And all of the players, well, with a Corsi percentage without, um, for Brian Dumoulin, it's all in the 30s to 40s, which means that when the players are not having Brian Dumoulin on the ice, they're performing better, which is something that I did not expect to be talking about. You know, his skating looks a step slow. He's making too many errors. And it's just really weird to see him play like this. You know, there's a couple odd man rushes that I think the team came up tonight where he made a mistake with a bad pinch or just being out of position a few times. And it's just like, yeah, this is not the Brian Dumoulin that I remember. I'm not going to go out here and say outlandish takes or say, oh, you know, look to see what's on the market for him. You know, that, I mean, that's just ridiculous. They're not going to trade Brian Dumoulin. But I am a little concerned about him right now. I know Matheson has also not had the best start to the season like, you know, some people were expecting him to. But I will also say that Dumoulin is starting to worry me a little bit. His underlying numbers have really slipped so far. And even if you just watch him and not even look at the underlying numbers, um, it, it's it's been a serious problem. So I'm really hoping that gets corrected when Chris Letang comes back. I'm going to see if it does. I'll start looking at those numbers a little more closely when that ever happens. And that'll do it for this segment. Coming up in the next one, we're going to go over some of the listener takeaways from tonight's game. I'm sure it's just going to be about Jesus Christ himself being in that. Then we'll also um, touch on what you can expect on Friday's episode of Locked on Penguins. Uh, before we do that, though, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family's business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything that you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And you can write Locked On in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, right below prices, all the parts you car ever, ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, we are back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore penguin so getting to a few listener takeaways here um jackson hollister says yep you said it george vesna aka god was in net tonight penguins also had some defensive lapses i really feel like it just comes to miss down to missing the top five players yeah jackson i mean when you have 35 freaking million of your salary cap space out of the lineup you're going to usually lose more games than you win yes god himself was in net um I'm glad you brought up the defensive lapses. I know a couple people on Penguins Twitter have been tweeting about this, or you know, I've got a couple texts as well from some my buddies. Excuse me. Um, I've not liked the odd man rushes that the team has given up these last couple of games. 
Um, I think if I counted correctly mentally, it was around nine or ten combined. Um, you're not going to win a lot of games like that. You know, Johnny Goudreau actually opened the scoring tonight basically on an automan rush. You know, if you give him that time and space, he will make any goalie pay. He's one of the best players in this league. So Pittsburgh's got to clean those up. Again, I understand that a lot of these players are being just playing more minutes, I guess is the way to say it. But you still got to clean up these on man rushes. It's you're not going to win a lot of games by giving those up. I'll say that. And then um, let's see here. Overdone reactor. Sometimes it is not your night. There's lots of shots, but nobody in front of the net. Yep, 100%. You know, a lot of these shots that Pittsburgh were taking um, from the point where they're getting blocked by Daryl Sutter's team. There was no traffic in front, and you know, obviously. You know, they're missing a big body such as Carter. Sid loves going to the net as well. Brian Russ too. But, you know, they just weren't getting enough traffic in front of Markstrom, which was making his job a bit more easier than it should have been. Um, He also says the power play was missing the big guns. Yep, hope 87 and 77 are back for Saturday. 100% agreed, man. Um, If they get at least both of those two back, um, it'll go a long way. Um, And don't quote me on this. I think you might be seeing Brian Russ come back sooner rather than later. You know, I have not been told that. Um, it's just a hunch that I have, you know, he's been really ramping up, um, just skating before practice. It looks like he's ready to start practicing with the team, in my opinion, with the videos that I have seen. I'll start retweeting some of those onto both of the Twitter accounts, but would not be surprised if Rust is back sooner rather than later to make it three players back. And then hopefully um, Chris Letang is able to come back um, if he does, you know, get fully healthy, and I'm sure he will. Um, and then Gilbert the Goat uh, says, this team has come back to earth. You can't win them all when you're this depleted. One positive from, is that Zucker has looked amazing. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, Zucker, I think, has been one of their top two forwards, to say the least, this season. You know, him and O'Connor have really separated themselves from the pack. And yeah, definitely expect more out of Gensel and Kapanen. Uh, more so Cappy. I think just because there were so, such high expectations for him this season, and he has not lived up to that yet. Hopefully, when one of the one of the three big centers come back, um, he can actually start playing there and potentially getting some more scoring chances, which you know obviously leads to more goals. But you know he needs to find his confidence because it is not there right now. Um, and I think honestly that might do it for this episode. Uh, I'm sorry, it might be one of the shorter ones, but there really it was just not much to say. Other than Jacob Markstrom played like a prime Dominic Hasek. The team played well. I will commend them for that. These last couple of games, they have not been rewarded enough. But that's what happens when you go up against A, the best goaltender in the league, and then B, one of the hottest goalies in the league right now. You get goalied multiple times a season. It's happened two games in a row. It's not going to keep happening. I'm sure they'll get a few on Saturday when they play Mackenzie Blackwood. We'll have to see, and hopefully um, we will see Sidney Crosby return for that game as well. Um, for Friday's episode of Locked on Penguins, I will be doing a crossover with Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils to get the scoop on how New Jersey is playing this season. You know, um, I don't think Jack Hughes will be in the lineup tomorrow just because of that shoulder injury that he suffered. At least I don't think he's back yet. Um, I, th- I think that will be a pretty quick recovery, but this team still has quite a bit of talent. You know, they signed Dougie Hamilton in the offseason. Nico Heeshear is back. You know, they still have Zaka. Obviously, there's Subban is still there. They signed Tomas Tatar over the offseason, etc. I believe they also traded for Ryan Graves from the Colorado Avalanche. So that should be a fun game. And that will be Friday's episode. It will be a full preview for that matchup to wrap up this week. And then starting on Monday, we will have a full game recap of that Devils game. So thank you all so much for listening to this one. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.